Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Welcome back to Sports Day. Fantastic to have this man on the radio. Thanks to Repco Authorised Service. For expert car service, book into your local Repco Authorised Service Centre. The voice of Australian football, and Paramount, and, of course, the host of the global game on SEN. Simon Hill is the man I'm talking about, and he joins us. Welcome, Simon. How are you, mate? Well, apart from a bit of a cold, I'm okay. How are you, boys? Yeah, we're going really well. Now, look, I was asked the question early this morning when I was doing a little sports siggy here on 6BR in uh, in breakfast uh, about the Community Shield and whether after the 100th anniversary that that should be something that we have a crack at at bringing it down under. What do you reckon? <laughs> uh, yeah, well, look, that would be interesting, wouldn't it? So I was actually at the Community Shield. I, I presume we're talking about the British version of Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I was at that version of, uh, of that particular trophy in August, uh, Liverpool against Man City. Uh, look, I'm not a fan of bringing Premier League games to different countries. I think that should be sacrosanct. I think they should stay in their own countries uh, because that has the potential to, you know, to hurt the, the local domestic competition. But, you know, as a one-off, the, the Community Shield, it's uh, all right. It's, it's a competitive game, theoretically, but it's a pre-season game. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that, and I'm sure it would sell the joints out whichever city it came to in Australia. Are we bidding, do you know? That's the first I've well, heard about Well, it, that's the thing. I mean, but at the end of the day, you know, we're talking about uh, a match that's played between the champions of the pre- previous Premier League season, the holders of the FA Cup, right? So we're talking about two very yeah. well-credentialed teams. I think that part. But, uh, no, I would just ask the question. I think it was uh, it was brought up by a bloke by the name of Ender Brady. He does a little bit of work uh, out of that side of the world who actually brought it into the discussion in the first place, and I just thought, oh, I'll just throw it at you and see what you thought. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's an interesting one, that's for sure. Um, and I'm sure, given that the Premier League uh, loves a bit of cash, uh, they would be <laughs> open to that discussion. They seem to be open to anything else. It's open for business. <laughs> Back on the home shores, Simon, the A-League is underway, about to get into a match day three. How have you uh, felt the start of the season has uh, rolled out so far? Yeah, look, it's been pretty good. We've had um, you know some good games, particularly the the higher profile ones. I thought Week One Sydney FC and their return to Allianz Stadium against Melbourne Victory for the Big Blue was absolutely terrific. Uh, Twenty one and a half thousand people there. If the weather had uh, been a bit nicer, it was absolutely bucketing down in Sydney that day. <laughs> Money has been for most of the last six months. Uh, then I think we would have got closer to thirty. Uh, and I was at Amy Park on Saturday for the victory against Wanderers game. Uh, nearly 20,000 there again. We've got a derby coming up this weekend, victory in City. I'm told that, that it's going to be well over 25,000, which, look, is great, you know, because we had a very COVID-affected year last year where the crowds, I, I think, lost, understandably, a bit of the narrative of the league. Um, but it seems as though at least, <clears throat> excuse me, some of them are back on board this season. And, uh, you know, that makes for a great spectacle. That's our big point of difference when we have full stadiums, uh, fans jumping up and down, making a lot of noise. 
uh, you know, it's it's something that's, uh, that really captivates not only the, the, the people watching on TV, but I think it lifts the players as well. Um, in terms of the actual football, uh, you know, it's it's very competitive as it normally is. Uh, Melbourne City have won two out of two. Uh, victory, you know, won uh, that big blue against Sydney and then slipped up against the Wanderers. The Wanderers look as though they're having a bit of a resurgence. Um, so it's, it's fascinating at the top and uh, equally... I know your boys are down the bottom at the moment, but uh, I, I think there's a bit more to come from Glory. I hope so, anyway. Well, that is my next question, So We know the deal with Glory. I thought it home, might be. <laughs> Homegrown dramas, a young team, plenty yeah. of change. Uh, how have you read their form? They've been in the moment uh, in the matches uh, too late uh, for a chance at the points, but there's been some lapses that have sort of cost both matches so far this season. Yeah, look, it's, it's a work in progress for Perth, and this season was always likely to be that. I mean, they had a horrible year last year. Let's not pull any punches about it. Uh, very much affected by COVID as well. And, of course, this year they were hoping you know, to have a full season playing home games at HBF Park. Unfortunately, that's not going to happen. I don't know what it is about stadiums in this country. Well, why, does it, why does it take us all about eight years to build a stadium in this country? Uh, everywhere else, they seem to knock them up in 10 minutes. Um, anyway, maybe they have too many tea breaks. I don't know. But uh, that, that's you know that's going to be difficult for them. They're going to play out of Macedonia Park, a lot of their home games, before HBF Park is ready. But they've got to try and use that as a positive. And the fact that it's going to be a smaller stadium, that they can pack fans in, you know, really try and make it a fortress. Now, the first two weeks, I've not exactly you know, seen them fly out of the blocks, but I, I think few people expected that. A lot of changes to the squad, as you mentioned. I thought there were promising signs against the Jets at the weekend. They did manage to get on the score sheet, thanks to Aaron McInef. As you say, they've been competitive in both games. Um, I, I don't think they're going to win the championship this year. Sorry to disappoint you, but uh, you know, at some point, I think they'll get some uh, results on the board. It, it's a matter of gelling all those new players, and unfortunately, that, that takes a bit of time. This early point in the season, it's hard to get a read on other teams that they might be taking on, but they uh, go over and take on the Central Coast Mariners uh, this weekend, uh, which is live on Paramount+. Plus. Uh, they've only played the one game so far. Uh, how do you see the match playing out? Yeah, look, I mean, we've only had one look at the Mariners. Um, as if COVID wasn't bad enough, we had the, the bad weather in New South Wales and the F3 derby against the Jets for the Mariners got rained off the week before. Uh, I thought they were decent against Wellington Phoenix. Uh, you know, a little bit leaky at the back, but of course they've got firepower. Jason Cummings, who had a, a wonderful goal disallowed by VAR, which was a pity against Wellington Phoenix. And in the end, they were very close to getting all three points. I, I like the way that Nick Montgomery has, has built his squad over the last two years. He's got a very good crop of young players. Obviously, the, the pick of them being Garan Kual, who uh, I don't think will feature this weekend because he's away on international duty with the Australian under-20 side. Uh, but Cummings is, is a gun player. Uh, they've got some very interesting imports, Brian Caltac, Kalechi John, who I must confess I, I don't know an awful lot about because I haven't seen them. Uh, but Montgomery's record of recruitment is, is really good. And I think if he gets that blend right again this season... I think they'll be top four, quite frankly. I, I really like the look of his squad. Uh, but they've got to put it you know, into practice on the pitch. And uh, that starts against Perth at the weekend. Um, it'll, it'll be tough for glory. Uh, there, there's no doubt about that. But uh, especially with these you know, first four or five games all being on the road. Um, but they've got to try and use that as a positive. So hopefully, you know, glory can get something out of it. I, I do think it'll be tough, though, particularly away from home. 
And what's going on at uh, Brisbane Raw at the moment around their academy with Football Australia releasing a statement today that they have some concerns about what's going on there? Look, I think we all do, to be honest, at, at what's going on at, at Brisbane. Unfortunately, uh, there, there seem to be a fair few off-field issues that, are, that have uh, you know, blighted the starts of the season. Uh, On-field, obviously, it's, it's not going brilliantly for them either. They're yet to score in two games. Uh, Charlie Austin, their big marquee signing during the off-season, uh, cut a very frustrated figure in their 2-0 loss to Melbourne City. Um, it's, it's interesting to know whether they've actually uh, whether they are actually in breach of the licensing criteria by getting rid of all these uh, junior sides that you know most of the early clubs have now. I think that's why Football Australia have put out that statement today. Uh, so they'll be investigating, you know, whether they, there has been any breach. And if there has, well, you know, they've either got to reintroduce uh, those junior sides or they'll face sanctions and possibly even as an extreme measure, the withdrawal of the license from the current owners who are the backeries, of course. And, you know, if that were to happen, I, I think a lot of Brisbane fans would shed few tears, quite honestly. They, they feel as though their club has, has been on a downward slide for quite a few years now. But, um Anyway, we'll see what transpires with that, but it's it's not an encouraging development, put it that way. Now, all the important stuff comes from me when it comes to the world game, and uh, FIFA unveiled the mascot for the upcoming 2023 Women's World <laughs> Cup. They overlook one thing, mate. That penguin's not found in Australia. <laughs> yeah. It's weird, though, isn't it? <laughs> Unless that's, uh, is it found in New Zealand? Yeah, it is. It's a well, little lovely penguin from New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> they're co-hosting. So they're, they've obviously got the hard word in on FIFA and said, we're, we're going to have a mascot that represents ours. Forget those Aussies. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. A lot of the stories around it, though, it's uh, it's a little bit uh, laughable. It's, uh, it's funny. And look, uh, I know that um, there's one lady that has been absolutely magnificent when it comes to the world game, and her name is Sam Kerr, and uh, she's been talked about in volumes and uh, being on, on the top of her game. I mean, she's a Perth girl, and she's one that uh, we absolutely adore. But uh, the way that she has been able to grow in the game, and we haven't spoken to you for a little while, mate, and she's achieved a lot of things since we last spoke. It's been incredible. Mm. Yeah, I mean, Sam just goes from strength to strength. Uh, the only thing really missing from her CV now is uh, success at international level. And obviously, we hope that changes next year with uh, the hosting of the Women's World Cup. Uh, at club level, she's done everything, um, except winning the Champions League, to be fair. She's, she's played in the final of that, but she's won the uh, FA Women's Super League. She's won cup competitions. She's won Golden Boots. Player of the Year awards, and now third place in uh, the Ballon d'Or, which are the prestigious, you know, World Player of the Year end of year event uh, um, awards, I should say. So, you know, if it was any other sport, if she was a top three tennis player in the world, can you imagine her profile in Australia? Yeah. Um, unfortunately, because it's football and because she plays overseas, she, you know, she tends to suffer a little bit in that regard. But she's certainly well known. Uh, you should be very proud of her in WA. And at the moment, I mean, she's, she's the most famous Australian footballer in the world, uh, men or women, but by quite some distance. Simon, appreciate having you on the show, mate. Uh, take care and uh, hopefully we'll have a chat to you again down the track. See you, mate. Thanks. Thanks, guys. Have a great week. Good on you. Simon Hill there, the voice of Australian football. Great to have a yak to him tonight here on Sports Day. Thanks to Repco, your authorised service. You can rely on your local Repco authorised service centre. We need to clear a commitment on the other side. We'll tell you what's coming up after the 7 o'clock news next here on Sports Day. 
Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.